We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. Today's going to be somewhat of another special. So there's no date applied to this. We had a special yesterday and we're having a special today. And guess what? We're going to have a special tomorrow too because some new things have come to our attention as of today. Now, if you think that yesterday, I mean, we, we talked about ideological subversion uh, and depending on when you're listening to this, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those. We actually did two episodes on ideological subversion. I would recommend you listen to both of them, most notably the second one, right? because I personally believe the second one was better than the first. But today, we're taking it a step further. Today, we're going to talk about social credit. We got to look inside of the structure of how they're going to build this system. And I, I, can't, even, I can't even impart to the listener how I, I don't even want to say unpleasant this is going to be. This is beyond hell on earth. And that's not hyperbole. That's not overstating it. That's not getting excited about seeing it and, and jumping off the deep end of something. I've had my time to digest what I've looked at. So I'm not shocked. I, I'm not shocked by this at all. I'm not shocked because we've seen this coming years in advance. However, what we didn't foresee was the level of evil that it will be. That's what we didn't foresee. We knew it was going to be bad, but we didn't realize it was going to be this bad. I was telling Bruce last week when I when I stumbled upon this, I said, take everything that we know about the social credit system and multiply it by a factor of 10. That's how bad it is. And you're going to hear about that today. And what we're going to talk about tomorrow, take everything that you've known your entire life and throw it out the window. But we're not talking about that today. When COVID-19 happened, everybody was afraid Everybody was scared. And I, I get in the initial stages, I can understand because really, are you going to trust what's coming out of communist China? Are you going to trust the Chinese government? So I understand the initial responses. However, after 14 days, you remember 14 days to flatten the curve? I think we're almost a thousand days into 14 days to flatten the curve. This is the longest 14 days of my life. Anybody else's? We were supposed to go into a 14 day shutdown of our economies to quote, flatten the curve, right? That's all it was supposed to be. All the governments in the West came out and said, listen, we don't know what's happening in China. We know it's bad. We don't trust what's going on in China. We need your help with this just to make sure. That was supposed to be the extent of it. It was supposed to be 14 days and then life was supposed to resume as if nothing had ever happened. But it didn't go that way, did it? Then it became 21 days. Then it became 31, 41, 61. Then it became six months. And then it became about a vaccine. Oh, well, we can reopen now because we have a vaccine. First, it started with the over 80s. You know, they scared the hell out of you with all the nursing home deaths. They ramped up as much fear as they could. So it got rolled out to the over 80s. Then they said, well, we should probably do the 70s, then the 60s, then the 50s, then the 40s, 30s, 20s, 10s, you know, teens and, and down to the now zero to six months. Did anybody agree to that? 
Did you agree to anything past 14 days? People agreed to go out and get jabbed past the 14 days. They agreed. Okay, look, we're going to go out. We're going to make our decision for ourselves. We're going to go out. We're going to take a jab. We're going to go get vaccinated against COVID. That was your decision to make. That wasn't anybody else's. Nobody tied you to a chair and forced you to get jabbed against your will. That didn't happen. Not that I'm aware of, unless you're in China, but it was your choice. You say, well, I would have lost my job. Then you should have lost your job. I don't know what else to tell you. If you took a jab and it was against what you thought was the right thing to do, and now you're permanently disabled from that, you made the wrong decision. I hate to sound cold hearted because I know people that are in that position and it's not pleasant for them. I know people that are not here any longer, that are younger than I am, that are dead because their job made them take it. So people agreed to it. What you didn't agree to was the segregation of society. You didn't agree to the COVID pass, did you? No. You see, that rolled along with the vaccine. They said, oh, no. You see, we're going to have to have this, this passport to get you around places. You have to prove that you've been vaccinated. Since when do we have to prove that to anybody outside of the medical industry, like your personal physician? And it shouldn't even be anybody outside of your personal physician, a doctor you don't even know. That's not their business. Used to be that way. Actually, I when I, I remember when I went to the or when I was in the U.S. and and I had a problem with a doctor that I was seeing just for checkups and stuff. I mean, I was never on any like prescription meds or anything, but I changed doctors because I, I moved. And so it takes a while to get the, you know, the files and everything moved over to the new doctor. I go to this new doctor and he says, I have these questions that I need to ask you, but you can't answer them yet. You know, this is like 15 years ago. And I said, okay, is there a reason? He says, yes, your chart hasn't arrived yet from your old physician. So I don't, I don't know any of these questions. And until those forms arrive, I can't ask you these questions, not legally. That's what I was told by the doctor. Now we have to prove our vaccination status to people who are not even licensed medical personnel to gain access to somewhere. I can talk to my family members, my friends, colleagues outside of an establishment, but I can't go into an establishment and sit down with them because I have to show my vaccination status to somebody who is seating people for some reason. I have to I have to show that I didn't agree to that. Nobody else agreed to that either. You have to now give up a sample of your DNA involuntarily to be able to move. Did anybody agree to that? Even when they showed that they faked the entire PCR test that they're still using. We're still basing our assumptions on this. We're, we're still basing whether or not you can travel on, on this. Who agreed to that? What law was passed? In what parliament, in what republic, in Western civilization was any of that ever passed? Of what vote did the people have in any country? I don't care which one. Of what vote did any of us have in any of that decision-making process? Whether it's the testing, whether it is the mask wearing, which don't work, by the way, never have. Whether it's a vaccine, whether it's a vaccine passport. Since when did we ever get a say in any of that? We didn't. And if you think that it's going to just somehow miraculously go away. If you thought that COVID was just a one-stop shop for everything, oh, it's they're forcing you to do this, they're making you do this, uh, they're, they're going to segregate society based on this, oh, well, that's all gone away. No, no, I'll tell you what that was. That was a dress rehearsal, is all that was. You see, the real system is what comes after. And we said that. 
It's all about making you take that digital wallet. They need you to take it. It was meant for you to go out, get vaccinated after your livelihood was threatened. You don't take this experimental drug, this gene editing tool. If you don't take that, you can't put bread on the table for your family because you're working in their corrupt system. In the meantime, they're all exempt, by the way. You'll hear about that today. If you don't take this, you lose everything. But if you do take it, again, you could lose everything. Which do you choose? That's the choice they gave you. That's no choice at all. We hunted and persecuted the Nazis for exactly this. Exactly this. And after you hear what is coming today, I see no alternative apart from some miraculous, um, I, I don't know, some government gets on the road to Damascus and has a come to Jesus moment, to use a Bible analogy. I don't see any other way to stop this, let alone what we're going to discuss tomorrow. That's even more horrendous than what we're going to discuss today. But I have to take things one, th one step at a time because we need to do some research into tomorrow before we delve into that. You're not just going to have a vaccination status. That's not how this works. The financial system is in the process of being absolutely decimated as we speak. Everything that they have done to the financial system over the last, I, I don't know, 30 years, just, just in the last 30 years, has completely obliterated everything we know about economics. It's turned it all on its head. None of what's happening in the markets right now should be possible, but yet we're still here. So cash has been a target of the financial class, the political class, the banking class, what, whatever you want to call it, the hedge funds, BlackRock, Vanguard, these companies. Cash has been a target, so they have to go after cash. Remember, you have to take this digital wallet. It was meant to get you in the door. Everybody was supposed to get jabbed, right? Everybody was supposed to take it. You were to have the COVID passport, and then it was to change into something else. Oh, well, we've already used it for this. Let's just add this to it. Let's add that to it. Then you enter Klaus Schwab and his group of miscreants down there at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Enter these type. I'm not saying these are the only ones because, uh, quite frankly, there's people that fund them. Now, we don't know specifically who that is. But we can only speculate at this point. But those people are not doing this of their own accord. Maybe they have a little bit of a free hand. But ultimately, someone has to pay their wages. Someone has to pay for their lavish lifestyles. Enter that coupled with the United Nations and this uh, whatever this is with this Prince Charles thing. And you take the agenda of the day, which is being touted nonstop at a North Korea level of propaganda, climate change, your carbon footprint. You couple all of these things together. What do you have? You have the makings of a new economy, a new way of life, a new digital wallet that will be on your phone, at least for the time being, until they introduce something new. The World Economic Forum has published a new paper talking about a carbon allowance system where all of your personal emissions are going to be tracked via your smartphone, of course. It's going to be referred to as My Carbon Initiative. According to the post on the group's website, which was put together by the director of India's Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs Smart Cities Mission. I think that's the Indian arm of Tri-State City. That's what it sounds like anyway. You see, you're not seeing this correctly. If you think that this is going to manage your life, no, see what this is. This is about the, and I'm quoting here, the inclusivity of all citizens. It's going to help you to reduce your carbon emissions. Have you figured out that you're the carbon that they want to erase yet? Have you figured that out yet? It's not your specific emissions that they want to track. What do you exhale as a human being? No matter your gender, your color, your sexual orientation, all of us exhale the exact same thing. And you remember Bill Gates. This is something that has to get to zero. 
one of these numbers has got to get to zero. Carbon dioxide or human population growth. One of these numbers has got to get to zero. Well, you can't have one without the other. So he's talking about the same thing. Now, according to the website, MyCarbon is what it's called. That's going to be the, uh, the app, MyCarbon. And what's dubbed as a, quote, personal allowance program. So you're going to be allowed some carbon credits. Yeah, you're going to be allowed some of that stuff. There's going to be a full array of tracking and surveillance that will be continuing to, technically speaking, uh, improve and become more and more ubiquitous And because there's going to be more to this climate change story because science is ever evolving. If you haven't noticed in the last three years, science changes with the times. So therefore, your lifestyle and the way you do things, that has to change too to fit the agenda, right? I support the current thing. So what you will have on here, you'll have three categories. What you amass in CO2 within one month, within six months, and within a year. And then you will be allowed to make purchases and live accordingly to what your climate impact is, or excuse me, what your impact is on the climate, excuse me. They say that the views of the author alone are not of the World Economic Forum. That it's just the author. Of course, they carried the paper, they sponsored the paper, but that's not the views of the World Economic Forum. They're literally telling you both things at the same time. That, like that's that's gaslighting to the highest extent. Oh, yes, we're all about limiting your carbon emissions and tracking everything you do and making you live a certain way, but we don't support it. And as I said, COVID was a test for this. That's how all this started. You had restrictions for public health that were adopted by billions of people across the world, and now you're going to have restrictions for your carbon footprint. Do you remember climate lockdowns? Those were proposed. As a matter of fact, after the pandemic lockdowns, the World Economic Forum came out and said, do you know what? We actually, we need climate lockdowns. Bruce, you actually broke it down. You said, according to the um, the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs of Agenda 2030, we would actually be open, was it 90 days a year or was it 60 days a year? 60. Yeah, you'd be open days. two months out of a year. Ten, two months. 10 months, you'd be locked down. Locked down for 10 months. You would literally be open for 60 days, for eight weeks, and then you have to close back down to meet the goals. For 10 years, by the way. For 10, for years, 10 years to meet the goal that they were presenting. Yeah. Like that's that's just god awful. However, if you think that this is all hyperbole, just just wait. I'm kind of I'm leading up to this because this plays a major role in this, right? Your carbon tracking, your carbon footprint. Do you remember the Doe economy we talked about? This deal that Mastercard has come up with. They've partnered with these uh, this climate startup outfit out of uh, I believe it's Stockholm, and they said, you know what? We're not going to base the transactions on how much money you have and how much money you can spend. Rather, it's going to be based on your carbon activity, how much you produce by actually living, how much you order, how much you buy, how much you spend on average things and what those things are at the store, at any kind of shop, where you travel to, what kind of car you drive. If you can even rent a car, can you travel by public transit? Well, if you have too much of a carbon impact on the environment, your travel is restricted. It's that simple. China has something called social credit, right? We've kind of seen and, and played examples of, of what that is. Here in the West, it's not going to be called social credit. That's gotten too much of a bad name already. Instead, they started to go with the ESGs, environmental, social, and governance, which is kind of what we've been talking about here for the last day or so. And we're going to continue that tomorrow. But the plan of this particular idea, this uh, this my carbon thing, uh, this will be a, a full digitization of everything controlled by AI. 
right? The AI algorithms will track everything that you do. You'll have smart home devices. Your entire home will be linked to smart devices, kind of like what they're doing in Switzerland. You know, if you heat your home above 19 degrees Celsius, that's three years in prison. And you say, well, okay, I won't have any of those smart devices. They'll just come around with a thermal gun and check it themselves. You can't cook a meal in your home. You can't turn the oven on in your home to cook food. That's literally what they're telling you. The plan of this is to track in detail all of your personal carbon emissions and giving you individual advisories on lowering carbon and making ethical choices for consumption of products and services. Oh, we've got a lot to say about products and services. Oh my goodness, have we got a lot to say on that. And we're going to talk about that again tomorrow. Today, it's just social credit. Well, I'm really talking up tomorrow, aren't I? Further costs for carbon intensive activities and goods should be increased while offering economic incentives to reduce demand, which is another way of saying, well, if you have low carbon emissions, well, basically you just you've got a social credit system. They also say that they need to create a new set of social norms. These would impose a new definition of what a fair share of personal emissions is and set acceptable levels of personal emissions. Does any of that sound like a good idea to you? That's my first question. My second question is, were you consulted about any of that? Does any of that have anything to do with what you agreed to in the initial stages of, of COVID? When you even took a COVID passport, forget the fact that you took a jab. We're past that now. You took a COVID passport. Did you agree to this? Because that's what they will change this into. As I said, they're not calling this social credit. Here they're calling it something else. And I was actually able to, as I said, get my hands on the structure of what they're going to do. We heard that Deutsche Telekom got the contract for building the QR code infrastructure, the entire infrastructure, a single company, a single company worldwide, a German telecom giant, which is T-Mobile for those in the US, a single company got a contract to build the entire infrastructure for the world when it comes to QR codes, which by the way, a QR code even the creator of the QR code said, that's not what I invented it for. This whole idea that we're using it for identification purposes, that's not what I made it for. He made it for something entirely different. So all of these QR codes that are going to be randomly ginned out by the, uh, the, the German telecom giant, they're all going to be pushed to your smartphone app. What is this app going to do? This is something else that Dr. Mike Yaden warned about. You know, the former vice president of Pfizer and their chief scientific officer, that guy, the guy that came out and said, if you go out and you start taking jabs, if you accept COVID passports, they will not stop there. You're giving them permission to continue on with it. You will have an app that will rule your life. And if these people decide to kill you, there is nothing that you can do about it. That is the reality of this situation. That is the reality of complying with these monsters. You know, I, I love the people that say, why are you criticizing these institutions? I, I've had people say that. Why are you criticizing these institutions? Why are you criticizing these big companies? Why are you criticizing the banking industry? That's terrifying to me. They say this to me. They say that's terrifying because those institutions have allowed us to live in comfort. That might have been the way many years ago. Not any longer. I'm not advocating for a change to a totalitarian system. That is what we're headed into. I'm advocating for a change to get back to the local politique. I want people to be able to manage and control their own lives and their own families. It's that simple. Then they come back at me and say, well, what about investments? What about investments in, in new technologies and, and new ways of doing things? Is this how you want it? Because they're going hog wild with this. 
this is how you want to live. It's painstaking to try and have that conversation with somebody because they just don't understand. And I, I respect the people that have their viewpoints. I do because they can bring an intelligent conversation to the table like that one. But at the end of the day, they're hard-headed academics and they just don't get it because they refuse to look at anything else. They're set in their ways, like Besmanov said. They're programmed to respond to certain stimuli and that's it. Social credit here in the West is called something different. I was completely confused when I saw the coding and the, the wordage that they're using for this. It's, a, it's, it's an acronym, basically. It's called the CSRQSM. I thought, what in God's name is that? And then I got to looking into what it was. And I said, oh my God, this is social credit. This is what they're calling it. This is a new class system that they are introducing. And there are several layers to this. This is, this is a complex system. This is not something that's just, okay, here's an app that's going to run your life. No, there's so much that goes into this. The new class system is what they're introducing. And this is how it's going to be managed. We're going to go through each one of these. Each class will contain dozens of metrics and variables. And we have the most basic to the most complex. Let's start with top tier. Yeah, you want to be a top tier person. Let's start with the top tier class. This is what's going to be known as the sovereign class. What is a sovereign class? Well, you're allowed certain privileges that other people are not allowed. They say that somewhere between 0.1 and 0.2% of people across the world will be considered a sovereign class. Gee, I wonder who could that be? Who would fall into that category? A sovereign class. Huh. Well, wouldn't happen to be the stakeholders, would it? Wouldn't happen to be the, the kind that, that hang out down there at, uh, at the World Economic Forum. Wouldn't be them, would it? No, no, cer certainly not. Surely not. Wouldn't be a political class, would it? No, I, I don't think so. Of course, I really don't see any need for governments, to be fair. After this, and after what we're going to discuss tomorrow, Bruce and I were discussing this, and we really don't see a need for governments any longer. They have outlived their usefulness, if you will. So I, I don't see a need for them. That doesn't mean that we're going to have anarchy. But when we were originally looking at the structure of social credit in the white papers many years ago, they were saying then governments are basically, they're going to be irrelevant. You're not going to need them anymore. And I thought at the time, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Why, why, would you, why would you get rid of a government, right? Because you would have chaos. You would have anarchy. Not really. Not in this new system, not in the way that they're structuring it. The governments are literally going to put themselves out of business. And what's going to happen when you outlive your usefulness? Remember, when you've completed your task, you are not needed any longer. A sovereign class. Do you, do you remember the, um, Bruce, do you remember the clip that we played of the woman who was sitting on stage talking about digital currencies and said that, you know, we're going to have a digital currency and it's going to be a sovereign currency because we need clarity on each transaction. We need clarity. 0.1% of people in the world will be considered a sovereign class. That's around 7 or 8 million people worldwide. I think that would include most of the, the billionaires and the trillionaires and all that stuff, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of person that hates somebody else because of how much money they have. I'm not that kind of person. I'm happy of people's success. I appreciate the fact that people are successful. My problem is not the fact that people are multimillionaires and multibillionaires. That's not what my gripe is. My gripe is, is that we actually have disintegrated so much in our culture and in our societies that people actually enable that kind of trash from the gutter to become that rich. That's my problem. I don't want to steal everything they have. I want to fix the system so that people like that get shamed for behaving the way they do and taking advantage of people and, and manipulating people into being miserable their entire lives. 
That's my gripe. You might ask yourself, if you're a sovereign citizen, if you're a, well, excuse me, if you're a sovereign class under this new system, if you're a sovereign class, do you have to take a COVID shot? Oh, we're still going to have those. We're still going to have those. You, you didn't think those were going to go away, did you? No, we're still going to have those. Even Fauci said today, we were looking at an interview he gave today. He said, look, COVID and this pandemic, that's not over. We're going to have many, many, many more variants. Don't worry about that. Do you have to take a COVID vaccine if you're a sovereign class in the new social credit system? The answer is no, you don't. That's your initial vaccine, by the way. That's your first, you know, the first two or whatever. Do you have to take any boosters? Nope. You don't have to take those either. I, I guess they're in better shape then. I guess they have better immune systems than than the other people. I, I guess maybe that's why they don't they don't need them. Will you have asset limitations? Oh yeah, see, you're going to have limitations on your assets. Will you have asset limitations if you're a sovereign class? No. No, you can own as much as you want, right? Because that's going to be a luxury. Owning property, that, that's going to be a rare luxury. But see, it's not going to be for you or me. That's going to be for them. You will also have no maximum or ceiling for total net worth. So if you're a Bill Gates and you already have, what is this guy's net worth? Like $300 billion or whatever it is. Uh, publicly, I know it's like, what, $2 billion or something because he runs all the money through his foundation. But he can have as much net worth as he wants. That's fine under this system, which I mean, quite frankly, he can have as much net worth as he wants now. It's already that way for people like him. I, I'm not saying just him specifically. I mean, I'm just speaking in general. I'm picking him because everybody knows him. Will you have account limitations? Because remember, no cash, no cash. They want to shut down all private transactions. The black market gone. Why do you think they're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents in the US? That is not to go after 1,200 billionaires, which is all we have in the U.S. That's 80-something agents per billionaire, if that's what you're touting to the American people. That's nonsense. They're hiring that amount of people to tackle the black market that they're dumping gasoline on by destroying the economy. Will you have a limitation on your accounts for digital transactions if you are a sovereign class in the new social credit system? No, you will not have an account limitation. In other words, what bank account you have as a sovereign class will have no limit. Will you have a carbon score? Like I mentioned, what I mentioned just previously, will you have a carbon score? If you're a sovereign class, nope, nope, you have no carbon score because you're important. You matter. You're a stakeholder. If you need to fly halfway around the world in, I, I don't know, four or five different private jets because you forgot your hat, that's fine. And then you need to go to poor areas of, uh, of Africa or uh, Southeast Asia and lecture them about reducing their carbon footprint like John Kerry just did. He flew all the way down to South Africa and gave them a speech on how they need to minimize their environmental impact. So let's recap. 0.1% of people worldwide will be considered a sovereign class. You will not have to take a COVID vaccine. You will not have to take a booster shot. You will not have any asset limitations. You will not have any limit on your net worth. You will not have any account limitations. You'll have an unlimited bank account. You will not have to abide by the new carbon credit scheme. Well, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? That, that sounds pretty good. Why, why aren't we all that? You see, the American Revolution back in 1776, that was the argument that we settled with the British saying, listen, you, King George, you're not the only sovereign here. We're sovereign too. And we say so. That's what all this is about. This is not the, the new world order that they're trying to bring in. They're just trying to bring back the good old days. That's all this is. Bruce, what do you think of the sovereign class? Huh? Yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's going to be you and I, right? Sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, right. You're sure. Yeah. Well, we might qualify for the next class. Okay? M maybe we qualify for the next class. Let's look at the next class down from sovereign class. Because if we're not sovereign, well, then we might just be commoners, right? 
That's what we consider ourselves commoners. Yeah. Just the, the lowly barefoot peasants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or just we're commoners. You have the common class that would befall underneath of the, uh, the sovereign class here. What does the common class consist of? This will take in about 95.5% of all humans across the world. So, hey, maybe we fit in there, right? This is 95.5% of all humans. Maybe we qualify. Do we have to take a COVID vaccine? Well, yes. Yeah, you do. Already disqualified. I guess, yeah, we're already disqualified. So, that's, I mean, like, that's not going to work. Do we have to take booster shots? Yes. Uh, so you have to be, you have to have the the initial plus, what are we up to? We up to five now total. So you have to have five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, by the way, you have to have total is going to be nine, at least what we're being told on the surface. Total is nine. Um, two plus Two plus seven. So there's going to be seven to possibly eight boosters because Fauci said we're going to have more. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you have caught this or not. Do you want to take a guess as to how many different vaccines they have in the works right now? And I'm, I'm not talking about in production, right? They'll get to that. This is just funding, research, development, and production combined. They've got 123 in the pipeline. That should terrify you. I would argue it's probably even more because they've talked about the future of uh, pharmaceuticals is going to be mRNA. So they're, yep. they're working tirelessly uh-huh. on finding more ways yes. to kill you. And you're going to need all of those because if you want to exist in this new system here, you're going to need those, right? Because what if, if you're a commoner, right, you've got to have the first two plus the three now. So you got to have five just to be a commoner. Okay, let's take a look. How much money can you spend per month? I, I forgot to mention that. Uh, there's no limit on how much money you can spend per month in the sovereign class. I, I forgot to mention that. How much money can you spend per month if you're in the common class? Well, see, there's a, there's a little bit of a limitation here. Okay. There, there's just a little bit of a limitation. You're only allowed to spend $1,000 or 1,000 credits, wh- whatever that is, uh, in digital money, whatever that's whatever that credit's going to be. So you're only allowed to spend a thousand per month. You're you're limited to that. You can't spend over that. That's going to be your your monthly allotment of credits. You've got to have five vaccines and you get a thousand a month to spend. Right? Now, do you have asset limitations? Do you have limitations on what you can own? You can have no greater than five thousand dollars of net worth at any given time or five thousand credits. I'm just going to go with dollars here because that's what the paper is listed in. You can have no larger than five thousand dollars of net worth at any given time. It's good. Bruce, you look you look perplexed already. Was it the thousand dollars? Was it the boosters? Was it the the five thousand of net worth or or what? Uh, yeah, just all of it, because I, I was thinking, um, geez, uh, twelve thousand dollars a year. You're barely scraping by here in my neck well, of see, the woods, you'll, you'll let alone own nothing. on the coast. Yeah, well, see, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. So you, you don't have to worry about that. You just have your expenses of, of what you've got. That, that's all. And you see all your products or services too. Yeah. And you're not allowed to have any more than $5,000. See, here's, here's my thing. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even classify in this group either, because if we had the system, I would take the stance of come and take it. And, and in which case um, you would meet uh, some resistance if you tried to come and take my things. Just a little? Yeah, just a little. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love this. Do you have an account limitation? Well, yes, you do. You, you do have a bank account limitation. Your bank account cannot exceed that 1000 that you have. They're already doing this in China, by the way. They're doing it in, in 1200 uh, whatever, 1200 equivalent to like $1,200. And that resets 
every month. They're already doing the, the universal basic income. That's what all this is about. So that will reset every month. So you can't save anything. So everything goes into a digital allotment of credits, and then that resets to the same amount every month, and you have no bank account. So you just have a, like an app that you're going to spend the uh, the credits on, and that's it. So there you go. You can no longer have five. So you can't have more than 5,000 in assets and you can't have more than a thousand at any given time in your bank account. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, come and take it. Let's work in the carbon score. You're going to have a carbon score on this, too. Let's work in the carbon score. Do you have a carbon score if you're a common class citizen? The answer is yes. Yeah. They see you're not a sovereign, so you're not exempt from that. See, they have yachts that they have to, to be on. They have private jets they have to be on. They have bulletproof limousines that they have to be in. So you're, you're not that important. So you, do, you don't get any of that stuff. You have a carbon score. Uh, this will restrict your travel and your food consumption. You'll have a score from 1 to 500, 1 being the lowest and the best, and 500 being the highest and the worst. So you want to keep that down because you, you don't want to be restricted from buying food. Or you just want to take like the... Um, uh, the lab-grown steaks and the uh, the plant-based stuff, you know, you, you just take that. And, and the, you know, the bugs, you know, the crickets and, and things, you, you want to eat that. So that, that'll that help improve your uh, your carbon score, is that. Bruce, do we qualify for the uh, the common class? I, I don't think so. No, no, just just under the grounds of uh, vaccination, we, we were already disqualified. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just just real quick, if if they were to implement something like this, uh, let's say tomorrow, you might get some of the coast states to j- agree to this. I don't think you're going to get anyone on the interior of the country to agree to this. They estimate that this will be about 95.5% of all humans across the planet. I don't think like that. that's as crazy as saying that they've got a 90% vaccination rate or their vaccines are 97, 98, 100% effective. That's insane. That's just not going to be uh, the, uh, a logical number. So, okay, all right, we don't qualify for the, uh, obviously we're not sovereign class. Well, actually we are, but, uh, you know, we, we consider ourselves to be sovereign. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, who am I? Uh, we're obviously, we're not commoners. So what else could we be? If we're not sovereigns, we're not commoners. Well, let's let's take a look at this other one. Let's look at a restricted class. Maybe that's for us, huh? Maybe that's us. Right. Restricted. Right. Because we're not playing by the rules. We're not doing what uh, these lackeys in these these uh, Hugo Boss suits are telling us to do. You know, why don't you want a better life that we're trying to give you? Um, (laughs) You really want me to answer that? So maybe we're restricted class, right? Because we're just not doing what we're told. They estimate that this will be around 250 million people or about 3.36% of humans across the planet. Maybe we qualify for that 3%. Maybe. Let's take a look. Do we have to have a COVID vaccine? Well, again, the answer is yes. Yeah, you got to have that. So you got to have the two. Booster shots. Do you have to have booster shots? I'm sorry. I, I misread. I misread the common class. My mistake. Let me let me correct this. The common class, you only have to have two, a minimum of two boosters. That's it at least until the science changes. Now, to be part of the restricted class, yes, you have to take a booster, but you have to have three or more. Got to have three of those, not two. Got to have three of those. So I, again, I guess we're, we're disqualified. You know, we're, we're disqualified. We're, we're, not, we're not there. Uh, how much do you have to spend per month? How much are you allowed to spend per month? You're given a monthly allotment. This is your universal basic income of $500. That's how much you're given. So half as much as a commoner, 
right? Half as much as the, as the common class. You get $500. Do you have asset limitations? Well, of course you do. If a commoner has asset limitations, you know you're going to because you're of lower status than the commoner. Now, the difference here is your net worth. You're to have no greater than $1,000 of net worth. Commoner, $5,000. If you're restricted, you can only have $1,000 of net worth at any given time. Do you have account limitations? Yes, of course you do. How much can you spend per month? You cannot exceed $500. So your monthly allotment, spend your $500, it gets reset to $500. Do you have a carbon score? Yes, of course. Again, same thing. It will restrict your travel and food. If you have a lower score, one being the best, 500 uh, out of 500, 500, obviously that's being the highest and the worst. So um, you got anything you want to say on the restricted class? Obviously, we don't qualify. So I guess we're out of luck there. Yeah, but I wouldn't qualify there either. I mean, because again... You can stuff your limitations. Um, I'm if if the <laughs> I'm I'm curious. How are they going to enforce this? Because well, being um, an entrepreneuring person, I'm sure you can acquire more than five thousand dollars worth of equipment or, or or you know product. And so, what are they going to do about it? That's a good question. That is a really good question. We can only speculate at this point because we haven't been purview to that just yet. As more of this gets revealed. Of course, we'll be discussing it. Okay, let's look at what we could possibly be because we're, man, we're running out of choices here, right? In the new system, in in the new utopia, we're running out of choices here. We're not sovereign. Obviously, we're not sovereign. Uh, We don't have yachts. So if we don't have private jets, uh, we don't. We don't sit on the boards of multi-billion dollar uh, international conglomerates. We're not hedge fund guys. We're not Wall Street guys. So that's not going to work. We're not taking jabs. So we're excluded, obviously. Well, sovereign class, you don't have to take any of this stuff. They're exempt from everything. Common class, we don't qualify for that. So we can't even get uh, we can't even get a thousand bucks a month. We're not even going to get a universal basic income. We don't qualify for the restricted class, which is underneath common class. So we're not even going to get 500 in universal basic income. So what comes after that? Maybe we qualify for this last one. Possibly. I don't know. Let's see. A quarantine class. Oh, boy. They say this will take up around 75 million or around 1% of all humans across the planet. Quarantine class. Now, see, Bruce, that seems more like us right there. Yeah, quarantine class, because we're not doing what we're told. Yeah. So it seems like, well, you're just going to have to go into quarantine. This is where you get the little red check mark on your COVID pass when the entire city just goes red and yeah, everybody goes into quarantine. You're stripped of everything and and thrown into a, uh, uh, well, a box, basically, uh, because you're your carbon footprint. Now, you might ask, is a COVID vaccination required to be a quarantined class citizen? Oh, I got some bad news. Yes. Yes, it is required. Hey, see, Bruce, we're, we're disqualified already. We're not even a quarantine class. We, yeah, we're not even quarantine. We're not even yeah. a quarantine class. Goodness. What are we going to do? Do you have to take booster shots? Well, unfortunately, yes. If you have to take a COVID shot, you have to take boosters. And how many do you have to take? Five or more. That's not a joke. Five or more. That's what they actually say here. Five or more. So you've got to have the two plus five or more. So minimum of seven plus whatever else they say. How much money do you have every month allotted to you in your universal basic income? You get $250 a month, right? $250 a month. Do you have asset limitations? Yes. No greater than $500. I see we're cutting that number in half again. No greater than $500 of net worth at any given time. Uh, So basically, I think, what can you own? Like a couple of pairs of jeans, Uh, and a few shirts, uh, maybe a pair of shoes. And wow, that's really about it. 
Uh, maybe uh but you'll you'll own nothing and be happy oh, that's about right it, so yeah you'll, you'll own nothing yeah. and be happy about it yes that's right who's going to own it then do you have account limitations on your bank account yes you do uh, and you cannot exceed 250 dollars at any given time carbon score yes of course you have a carbon score this will restrict your travel and your food consumption obviously the same rules apply one being the lowest and the best 500 being the highest and the worst you know you want to make um, sensible reasonable lifestyle choices there to comply with the carbon score. Each class, each class that we mentioned, that's all the classes, by the way, we don't qualify for any of that. Each class also contains separate screens for fines, demerits, penalties, and so on, as well as rewards for good behavior. Yeah, see, if you're a good person, guess what? You get an extra meal. You get an extra cricket. <laughs> you get some You get some cockroach milk or something. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're allowed to have a tomato. Maybe on your birthday or something. Maybe you're allowed to have that. Oh, and you you might, you might be allowed to visit that park that's in your town. You might be allowed to visit that. Maybe as a, as a treat, right? As as a reward for being a good little peasant and getting all your jabs and 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 eating your uh, your your lab grown steaks and and your whatever the hell else these people throw at you, these sick individuals. You'll be rewarded by being allowed to go to a park. Now, if you think that that's a joke, that that whatever the hell he is, that guy that's done nothing but personal deals himself with the Chinese Communist Party, Dan Andrews, the premier of Victoria, the Labour Party leader in Australia, has just said this week that if you step off a path while you're in a park, or if you want to go swimming in a billabong, which is what they call a lake, you could be fined. So don't tell me it's not already starting. Sovereign accounts don't have any of these variables, but they have a separate module for now, certain benefits, and they also get special vacations, and they get golf club memberships, and country club memberships, and yacht club memberships, and so on. You see, they're important people. They're stakeholders. You, you, you don't, you don't need any of that. Why would you need any of that? You don't need that stuff. See, well, Bruce, we're we're out of luck, buddy. We're we're out of luck. What do we do? Well, just live outside the system. Obviously, they don't want us in their system, so. Uh... Just live outside of it. There are some questions that people probably have here. Uh, this is what I was able to uh, to dig up. As I said when we started tonight, this is beyond hell on earth. This is like the, the, the term, the term evil, the word evil is going to have to be rewritten after this. There's no other way to put it. So people probably have some questions. Uh, there is some there. There are some questions that, uh, that that people are probably wondering about. Well, let's let's take a look at some of these questions, right? Because these are common questions that you're probably asking. Maybe others are going to ask you. When is all this going to happen? This is where it gets bad. Anywhere between four to six months from now, they're moving full speed ahead with this. More on that tomorrow, because everything that we learned today completely like I got blindsided today. I mean, I got smacked upside the head today with everything that we're going to discuss tomorrow is all linked to this. And everything we're going to talk about tomorrow is even more horrendous than this. So four to six months, no later than 2024 for full implementation. The timetable, uh, like they were expecting to have all this put in place or at least started by 2030. This was supposed to be a small uh, little thing that they were going to put in and they were just going to add to it over the years. 2030 was to be their signpost to roll all of this out. And then it was supposed to be a 20-year rollout to take us to 2050. And 2050 was to be the completion of the Great Reset. But whatever in the hell has happened 
I, I don't know, even to this point, I mean, we can, again, we can speculate. I don't know what has scared these people this much that is causing them to just go absolutely haywire and come off the rails with all this. This is all being rammed through within within the time frame of, uh, of six months to, to 18 months, and we don't know why. But they are going full bore, foot to the floor, pulling out all the stops with this. Can you prevent this? Can, can we stop this? That's another question people might be asking. Can you stop it? Well, I got some bad news for you. Probably not. Because we've been asleep at the switch for so damn long, I don't see how. The software, the reason I say that is because the software and the digital currency system are pretty much almost finished. India's rolling theirs out today, the digital rupee. Once the financial collapse occurs, and believe me, that's coming. Once that happens... I mean, the the system's basically like the, the public's going to be powerless to stop it. Uh, and they're not going to be able to deal with like I- anything that's that's happening. Most people, unfortunately, most people don't have the first clue about what's going on. Yes, we do have a lot of awake people, but the average person out there has no clue about any of this. You mention anything even resembling any of this, they don't understand anything of what you're trying to say. It's like you're speaking a foreign language to them. What is all of this going to do in a nutshell, right? Just just kind of summarizing it. It's going to manage both social credit scoring and banking transactions for clarity, right? For clarity. So again, you've got four classes. You've got sovereign, common, restricted, and quarantine. Again, if you're a thinking person, you don't qualify for any of that. You have no future in this system. Actually, I would argue nobody has any future in that system except for the 0.01% or whatever the hell it is. What happens to those that don't qualify for any of that? I'm assuming that you'll fall along the lines of what Yuval Noah Harari said. Look, you know, if you don't play ball, you're just going to be left behind. That's my guess. I'm just surmising. I'm, I'm just hazarding a guess here. So this new class system they want to bring in, putting the sovereign class aside, setting that aside for itself because there are no restrictions and there's like basically it's it's free reign on whatever you want to do. Live however you want to live. That is is out and away from the system. Basically, it shouldn't even exist, right? It shouldn't even be part of the system. So you'll have common, restricted, and quarantine. Those are the three you need to focus on. Those particular three will comprise, they say, about 99% of all human activity on the planet. They will all have strict limits on assets that you own and require mandatory vaccination. No exceptions. They will all have a social and carbon credit score, and all will receive heavy penalties and fines for behavior that is not approved. This is actually worse than the Chinese social credit score, by the way, if you were wondering. The sovereign class is less than 1% of humanity. It's actually one-tenth of 1%. Uh, Sovereigns don't have any restrictions of any kind, and they're not required to have any vaccinations of any kind. Uh, And they also do not have a social or carbon credit score that they have to adhere to. How do you know what class you're in? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. So how many nations are going to use this? Well, pretty much all of them. They've got, uh, what was it, like 170-something nations that were on board with it. And the ones that didn't go along with it, with the uh, the COVID pandemic, they were all dealt with. It looks like North Korea and some African nations are not initially going to use the system, but I'm sure that they will probably adopt their own in some way. They say that they'll eventually join it, though, according to the documentation on it. Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and a few island nations in the Pacific are also shown as having infrastructure issues in terms of integrating the system, and it's being worked on. This is a planned rollout. You might be asking, how are they going to build this infrastructure? Well, it's going to be coupled with what we're going to discuss tomorrow. What's going to happen to your assets? That's a good question. What is going to happen to your assets? Simply, they're going to be seized. That's all there is to it. They're going to be seized uh, and they'll no longer exist. That's just it. That's all there is to it. There will be a single currency, which is called a USDR, 
At least that's what they're working off of at the time. It might be renamed to XDR or SDR, which are two possibilities off to the side. If you're not able to transition your assets into a new currency, they will cease to exist. They'll offer you an exchange for a little bit. Oh, you know, you got some dollars, you got something in the bank over here. We'll just convert all that for you and we'll give you a little extra just to start with. Private property. What if you have private property? What's going to happen to that? Well, that's going to be seized. Gold and silver will exist, but will be priced in USDR, in the new currency. If you're a commoner, a restricted or a quarantine citizen, you will not be allowed to trade it or own it at all. So the worth, if you're in those class of citizens, will be irrelevant anyway. So it won't matter. Bartering will be banned and penalties will be put in place for those who engage in it. Again, 87,000 IRS agents. Are you still wondering what they're for? I don't think they have enough IRS agents, personally. When you tell, this, this is the problem with, with this system that, that I don't think the, at least here in the US, as much as I dog on us, even, even the ones that are like, wear the mask and, and are concerned, they're, they're scared of COVID and all of that. I don't even think they would jump on board with this. This is so like, this is uprooting your entire, the, your entire life. You're not, you're not allowed to, I, I mean, if you're self-employed as an example, or you work from home or any like, you can't do that anymore because you've, you've stepped over the limitation of, of your wealth. Like if you own a computer, well, you're already, it, it, that's already too much. That's over, that's already a thousand dollars. Uh, or, or, you know, even if you own like a, a computer, or a smartphone or the average family in the U S owns more than a thousand dollars worth of just electronics, let alone, uh, at throwing in clothing, furniture, you know, Hell, you, you you throw on a car, you're already way over the limitation of, no, of see, any Bruce, of the categories yeah, see, that would be common. You, you don't you don't need a car. Well, that electric car you have, I mean, you're not going to need that because you're not going to be able to charge it. So it's it's not it's not going to matter. You don't yeah, need one. So, of those. you just take public transport. That's what you do. The electric public transport. The thing that I'm having difficulty parsing with all of this is how are you going to enforce this? Eighty seven thousand IRS agents isn't enough. No. And I don't, at least currently, unless these countries or these corporations start pulling what China's doing and scaring the hell out of people, I don't see any way where this is going to succeed. This is going to cause mass problems. I, I don't see a way to stop it, as in like the rollout of it and the implementation of it. I don't see a way to stop it, apart from what I said earlier. I don't see a way to stop it, but I don't see it succeeding either in that regard. People were already pissed off enough as it is. It, I mean, a goodly percentage of people, I'm, I'm not talking about a majority, but people were already pissed off enough as it is. I'm talking about the ones that initially went along with the agenda, the ones that said, okay, I'm going to go out and get jabbed, but I'm going to do it for me. But I didn't agree to the segregation of society. There's no empathy. There's no compassion for anything involving this system. If you help somebody in this system, you're docked. You're given punishments and, and demerits and fines, and you're put in the class with them or worse. So I don't see how this is going to succeed. If you're a race of people that is completely devoid of any kind of feeling whatsoever, like the people that are that are shoving this on everybody, if you're that type of person, maybe that is a good system for them. I don't know. That is not a system that I want to live in. Is that a system you want to live in? Is that a system you want your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids living in? Is that what you want? I, I, I can't see. I know this is coming and I know they're going to try to pu uh, pull this, but red states especially, specifically those, the, the ones that still have a population that is 
freedom loving. Even even some of the ones on the left, and probably more so on the left, would actually do this first. If the government instituted this tomorrow, or you know, barring some kind of extremely catastrophic event, there has to be something so catastrophic that it, it it's like it, like half the world's population dying off just instantaneously, or two thirds of the world's population just instantaneously disappearing, and you're having everything completely overthrown and 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 like disrupted. That's the only way I could see the the population being on board with. Uh, okay, yeah, we got to have something in place to uh, save us. But at at this point in time, uh, and, and from what little bit I can see in the uh, like. I, I can predict in the future, if you will, you know, kind of the war game out. I don't see a population willing to take this up. In fact, if a government tried to institute this, like in the U.S., for example, if they tried to institute this tomorrow and the people knew what it was in the sense of like, you're not going to be able to own anything, even if you're the, the top class that you can acquire, the common. They're saying it. You're, you're essentially not going to own anything. There would be so many riots in the streets I mean, that 87,000, the 400,000 troops or whatever we have, and like, that's not going to be enough. They don't have the manpower to put up with the amount of people that are going to rise up against the government if they try to do something like this. And I, that's coming. I believe. Keep in mind, I'm, I, I also believe that Americans are pansies like they, they haven't stood up and fought hard at all over this pandemic and over over the, the 20 years that I've seen our rights just stripped from us. But if they went this blatant and and just started taking up, this is it's no longer just like okay, I'm I'm willfully giving up a right that eh, okay, whatever. This is like your livelihood, your life, your lifestyle, your enjoying of the Kardashians or your football games or what. Like everything is gone. You're it is now uprooted. You will not have that any longer. Uh, that's enough. That I think I, I think that would be uh, people would would violently rise up. Here's the one question that I have, and, and it's not any of the questions that, that were posed that you might have about the system. I'm not questioning that system. I'm not questioning it because I think it's irrelevant, as you just laid out there. I, I think it's irrelevant. I think, okay, you can roll that out, and you might have some dumb fools pick that up. Okay, fine. But that's not going to work. That's just not going to work. And it's going to make you look like more arrogant asses than what you already are. You people are real, like you're you're killing the goose. It's laying golden eggs for your sorry asses every day. That's what's amazing about all this is you people are so stupid. I, I just can't even put it into words. My question to all of this, not just this this hellish system that we just laid out here, not just that. My question is for everything that we've had even with the COVID stuff, even the, the, the COVID pass and the, the testing, even if you didn't take a jab and, and all that stuff. The one question I have that no one in the power structure seems to be able to answer, even when they're faced with that question outright. Why do we need any of it? There is nothing I can, no reason. That's why I said there had to be a catastrophe that they has, there has to be something, some kind of crisis that is so horrendous that you have to have this level of government intervention in the people's mind. On the surface, I can't see anything uh, unless like people start freaking out because everybody's dying of like uh, small, uh, you know, soft tissue cancer or uh, you know, the things like that. Uh, that that's uh, barring that. I, I. But then you got to go down the road of the stuff that's causing soft tissue cancer by and large these days. We're not going to put any fancy outros on this. Again, this is going to be one of our specials that we will play again because if you're not 
concerned, then you're not paying attention. Bruce, thanks for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.